Savoring Sweetness, the life and times of Walter Payton. Welcome to Savoring Sweetness, the Walter Payton Podcast. I'm Rick Tarsitano, joined in studio for a third <laughs> week in a row by Jared Payton. Why? You're making it sound like I'm never here. I just like when you are here. Oh, come on, Ricky T, man. You know, it, this is a... Uh, this is a special, special week, special edition. Yeah, that's right. It's your sister. Man, let me tell you about her. She's special, man. And just to be able to see how she's grown over the years and our relationship and just watching her like blossom into a TV star as a sister, as a mom, it's pretty special and um, really cool to, to have her a part of this project. What do you remember most about your sister growing up in the whole brother-sister dynamic, and how close were you before and after your dad passed? I mean, is this something that brought you guys closer together? Were you always that close? What was the relationship like? Uh, we were had a normal brother-sister relationship growing up. Uh, we were four years apart, so um, by the time we started to get older and, and things were happening with my dad and I was on my way out to go to Miami. She was just starting high school. So it was it was weird. I wish I was around. I wish we were closer in age so we could have been, you know, around at the same time. So she had to learn a lot of things, especially in high school when I wasn't here. And, you know, for Big Brother, I've always been very, very protective of her. So I can't remember back in the day, but I don't think we ever, like, really fought. You know how most kids fight? I don't think we fought. I mean, there was a couple pictures of us sitting where my mom and dad had us taking these family photos and then the two of us sitting there. And she said there was one picture where I was like squeezing her hand really hard and she still remembers that. But I don't remember that because of course you don't. I don't. I don't remember that. <laughs> but man, I think the I think the age gap helps. I think when you're when you're a year or two apart or so were you in the same school at the same time ever? No, we were never in the same school. At the same yeah, that time. helps, too. Uh, looking through some of the videos that you had. Can you put in perspective how good of an athlete your sister was? I mean, people know how good of an athlete you were just because she's, you got that natty and all that. But dude, You know I got the natty. You got to keep that. <laughs> uh, she she could have been a, a track star. I mean, she was amazing just sitting watching her run. I still have this vivid memory of her at Barrington High School. And I remember she had these braids, and it was a middle school track meet. And just to, like, sit back and watch her. And she was in those braids just flapping through the air and her running the four by 100. And she just had speed that was, that was God given, man. Something you just don't see. And that's what I always thought. I'm like, man, she's going to be a track star. She's going to run in the Olympics. I'm <laughs> like, she's got all this stuff. And she ended up going in and she liked cheerleading. And that was like her thing. She, that was what her friends were doing. And, um, you know, things change. Your, your passions change when you start to get older. So, just the, the opportunity to be able to see her at a young age do that and how special it was, man, she was she was unbelievable. She was a really good athlete. Basketball as well. She could play anything. Whatever she played at, she excelled in. Yeah, and I guess the, the reason that I ask is because she just seems like a jack of all trades. Like she just <laughs> can do whatever she wants to do, and she's yeah. going to be successful at it. Did, did she have a noticeably different relationship with your dad than oh, you? Yeah. Like, how did he treat her? Uh, well, he treated me like, man, you got to work. There's no days off. My dad was tough on me, and I'm cool with that. I, I'm very, very thankful for that. We had a great relationship, but he was super tough on me because I was the boy. Plus, I was the firstborn. I was the oldest. So, you know, 
I had a more responsibility. Uh, my dad and my sister, though, man, she could do no wrong, man. <laughs> he just gave her the credit cards and told her, go ahead, spend whatever you want to, girl. It is on you. And they did. They had, it, you know, I think of daddy-daughter dances and, you know, all that stuff. He was, he would see her and his eyes would just light up. And and it's the same way now as I am with my daughter. It's the same way that I see her. So now I get it and understand. And uh, but never was jealous of that at all because we both had the relationships that we needed to kind of help us down the line, right? Yeah. I needed I needed someone to be tough on me because things came easy to me. They just did. They came easy. Like sports came easy. I could play whatever. And you got to go through some tough times and people have to be hard on you and say, you know, you got to do this. My dad made sure that I was always working through the summer and going to practice and all that stuff. And with my sister, I think the relationship between them, um, the love between them, it was like he really showed her how a man is really supposed to treat a woman, treat a little girl. You know what I mean? And like, that love that was there. And so for her down the line, as she, you know, got older and got married to her husband, Jordan, to me, you know, that's what she found. And that's what you're always looking for, especially what you want your daughter to, to, to be able to find down the line. And so, uh, we both got what we needed from our father while he was here on this earth. Normally I ask people, do you remember when you met Walter Payton? Mm-hmm with you what's your what's your earliest mem- memory with your dad oh earliest memory with my dad gosh a co- few things come to mind one um christmases i always both my mom and my dad always made a big deal about christmas and he always had the video camera out. So he was always videotaping us and watching us and we'd be all excited and opening up our presents. Um, but he was always the man behind the video capturing all the moments. So that always comes to mind. And then um, I used to do a lot of like daddy-daughter trips with my dad. Um, and when he was big into the racing, I would go with him to the racetrack and he would take me um, to some of his races. But we did a daddy-daughter trip when the Mall of America first opened. So this was this big deal. This new mall was coming. Um, so it was just him and I. And we went to the Mall of America and I got to go to whatever store I wanted to go to. And it was so great because, of course, as we're trying to walk through this huge place, you know, people are stopping. Oh. Walter Payton that's Walter Payton um, and he's like man you know I'm, I'm just trying to go shopping with my daughter uh, but we had a great time we got to go to the front of the line to ride all the rides because they had like a little amusement park in the center of the mall and um, and staying away so being a little girl you know I've got my hair and you got to put it in a ponytail or do a little braid and I remember you know the next morning my dad sitting there and me trying to tell him how to brush my hair and how to do the braid and make it all perfect and he was trying his best but that um that was a a memory that is one of my favorites for sure so obviously with like the front of the line and all that did did you know when did you know he was like a superstar when did you know that everybody knew him or Um, This may sound strange, but I didn't really realize the magnitude that my dad had 
until after he passed away. Or, um, you know, because growing up he was just dad. You know, yeah, we got to do some cool things, you know, like Michael Jordan would come over to the house and you'd see him, or we'd be sitting courtside at, you know, one of the the championship games and, um, and yeah, people coming up to us at dinner in the mall, but because that was just our normal, our reality, it didn't seem like, it didn't really phase me growing up. I think it was really, at once he passed, and I remember seeing all the news stations out on the front yard and everyone there, or going into the funeral and there just being a line of cameras. Um, and it was as I grew up and really started to become a fan of football. You know, not that football wasn't a part of our lives, but I started to become a fan and loving the game from watching my brother play in college and going to all the Miami games and, you know, just growing up and loving the sport. That's when I started realizing just how amazing he was. And it was after he died that outpouring of support that this whole city just kind of rallied around us and my family, all the cards and, you know, seeing all these people kind of mourning with us, along with us, was when I really started to realize how special he was. When you say you're, you kind of watch, did you go back and watch game? Because I'm imagining you didn't get to see him play when you were, yeah. or, or maybe you don't remember playing. What no. was it like watching him? To, like When I watch video and film of him playing, I'm amazed. Because I I mean, I'm a, I grew up playing sports. I love sports. I love football. Football season's here. It's one of my favorite times of the year. You know, I play fantasy and I do all that. And when I, when I watch film and video of him, it blows my mind of how good he was, how smooth he was. Um, you just, they don't make them like him anymore you know he was one of a kind and I I get chills all the time even when I see video of him especially that um, that run against Kansas City and he's one guy after the next I think it's eight different guys you know he misses one block they miss one tackle and he's going down the field and it's like he should be down by now but he's not he just never stopped going and so that's when I really realized he was un believable and I get why he brought so much joys to fans because as a fan of the game I would have loved to been able to get up every Sunday and watch a player like him but I'm thankful that I have the film and the video that I get to go back and see. I think another way obviously just he jumps off the screen but because he was so great with people it, it's really what connects fans, at least what I've, I've seen. Did you, did you, I know you said you didn't notice how big he was in everybody's lives till he passed, but was he that kind of larger than life personality at home too? He was, he, he had a mix. He was quiet, but he also had that, um, he was still that prankster, that jokester. You never knew when you were coming home if he was gonna jump out from behind a door or something like that. Um, I remember when friends of mine or guy friends, like my first boyfriend calling the house and I saw the phone ring and I'm like, I see, okay, well that's my brother in my line, you know. Oh no, dad picked up the phone and I go downstairs and he's giving him a hard time and, you know, so that was dad. But I do know that Everyone that came up to us, whether we were in a restaurant or we were out shopping or we were at one of our sporting events and all the people that wanted to talk to him 
he would take that time. He would talk to you, he would engage with them, he would shake their hand and learn their name. And I tell you, if he met them 10 years later, he would still remember their name because that's just the type of person he was. And I think that's why so many fans have so many stories about him because he did take that time. And when you look at a superstar like that, guys today, not gonna happen. But he always took the time to engage with his fans. And even if he said, well, I'm gonna finish up with my daughter right now, but when I'm done, I'll sign that autograph for you, or I'll do this. He just was that type of guy. And he took the time for his fans and to get to know people. And um, as much as they enjoyed it, I think he really enjoyed it too, having that interaction. And you really, you know, working in this field and like I said, being a fan of the game, you don't see that anymore. And that was another thing that just made him that much more special. In looking back at all of the film, just kind of like through news stories and things like that, you talk about giving people the time and, and really genuinely engaging with them. What I'm blown away by is when he was sick, he still did that. Mm -hmm. Was that hard for you guys? I mean, to, to have to almost feel a sense of obligation to like talk to everybody, go in front of the camera and talk about it. I, I couldn't imagine doing that. You know, I think sometimes we realize, looking back at it, I realize, okay, yeah, that was tough. But in the moment, you just kind of do it and you go through it. Um, I think because he was ours, he was our dad, but there was a piece of him that the entire city and his fans held too. So just like they were there supporting him through everything, I felt like they were there supporting us and they wanted to know they were feeling that pain, they were grieving along with. Um, and so it kind of was this special bond that we all shared. And I think for us as a family, I know for me, it was helpful knowing that we had all that support behind us and all those people that as hard as it was for us in going through, there were so many people there that cared and wanted to be there to help if they could, or just to let us know that we support you. You know, we've got you in this time. To see Jarrett take on that, because he, was, he, he talked about how he told your dad, like, I got this, you know, mm -hmm. as a 19-year-old kid. Did you, were you kind of blown away just by how much Jarrett, like, and yourself had to take on at that moment? Uh, there was a responsibility, you know. Um, it definitely forced us into the spotlight a lot earlier. Um, you know, I was 14 when he passed away, and I was kind of, you know, you're kind of in the shadows, not in the shadows, but, you know, he's in the forefront. You know, my brother had to do a little bit of this stuff because he was playing football and getting noticed and, you know, the scholarships and things like that. But I do feel like it did force us both into a position at a much earlier age than we thought. But it was one of those things that you just kind of fell into and you did. Um, and I think that's helped build both of us to become the people that we are today. So what I liken it to, just to go back to just him playing as a player, is just how tough mm -hmm. he was. You know, like you said, you watched the game. Those runs were beautiful, but what I loved was that when anybody was coming to hit him, he was going to deliver it right back, and he wasn't going out of bounds. I mean, can you? did you notice he was tough as a kid? Like, could you tell, like, did he pick you up, and you're just like, whoa, this guy? Yes. 
um, I knew just looking at him, he was this pillar of strength. I mean, the muscles on him, his legs, his arms. Um, I mean, he was this—he was Superman. I mean, he was the strongest person I knew. And from the way he would shake your hand and he would give that shake when he'd squeeze your hand together and you knew like, oh my gosh, I really think that he could crush your hand if he really wanted to. That's how strong he was. Um, I remember seeing too in the basement, the dumbbells that he would use that he would pick up and lift for weights. The biggest thing I've seen, I've never even seen a dumbbell that big before. In all the gyms that I've gone to, I swear they were never that large. Um, so he was, he was amazing. And I think that's why it was such a shock when you see someone like that who's taken such great care of themselves and was such this pillar of strength that when he was hit with this illness, you think, well, how? You know, how could that be? This is the strongest person I know. He can get through anything. He played 13 seasons and, you know, missed one game. How does that happen? Um, because he really was. He was the strongest man I knew. And another part about showing that strength was his, it didn't seem like he ever lost a sense of humor, you know? Um, I've heard lots of prank stories. Did he, was he like, I know you say he like would hide behind a door and maybe or scare you. Do you remember any time that he just made you laugh? All the time. He loved comedies too. So we would watch a lot of movies together. I think my love of Eddie Murphy comes from my dad from, you know, Beverly Hills Cop to you name it. Like he loved all that type of stuff. So he was just, he was always a funny guy. I, we'd be driving in the car and I know sometimes he would call and he'd call Matsui and he'd prank him or his wife on the phone. And he had that high pitched voice anyways. So he could sound like a woman on the phone and he'd pick up the phone to call Donna and say all this stuff next to, you know what I mean? And that was just him. He was just a funny guy. And he, enjoyed making other people laugh or making them smile. That was just part of his thing. With the statue, uh, your mom said that she was expecting it to walk away. Like, what did you think when you saw, saw the statue? This statue is unbelievable. It's so true to the likeness in his face and his eyes that it's almost, you feel like you're looking at him they did such a great job and that's just seeing it not even fully finished so i cannot wait to see it that day to just see it in person and the magnitude of it and i'm just so proud i'm i'm so excited i'm so excited that that will be there for us as a family um for my kids, my girls, to be able to go and see that every Bears game that we go to and know and look up and say, that's my papa, which they do right now when they see him on TV. Um, and just for all the fans, he brought so much joy to so many people here, not just in Chicago, all over. And I know it's going to be one of those destinations that Bears fans or fans of Walter Payton or even just those tourists that are coming here to Chicago are going to go by and they're going to go see the Walter Payton statue. And um, he was an amazing football player, an amazing man, and couldn't think of a better person to be out there and to have that statue. Definitely deserving. I, don't, I know this conversation would never come up with him, but what do you think he would think of it? 
he he was pretty humble, even though he was amazing. Um, so he would probably say, oh, you know, there's other people out there that could have the statue, but he would have to think it was pretty, pretty cool, I think. I was talking to Jerry about his dynamic with his dad and how he would watch his games from afar and he'd have like a whistle, you know, did mm -hmm. you play sport? Was he the same way with you growing up? Did you play sports? And he was. He was. Um, is it different for the daughter? I mean, yeah. just with my kids, I know my son's relationship <laughs> and my daughter's relationship, two totally yeah. different things. Definitely different. Um, he was definitely a lot harder on my brother than he was on me. But when it came to sports, he was always there helping to coach, to talk you through things. Um, I was a big track runner growing up in middle school and um, he would come to all my meets and he'd be standing there in the infield and he'd be watching and giving me little pointers, uh, but it was always there in support. You know, I never felt any pressure from him at all when it came to doing sports, but it was all there in support and giving me that encouragement and those little extra steps that I needed. And I know for me, it was always so important and so great knowing that dad was there and that he was watching. Jared says he thinks about him every day. Is there a certain thing that you miss most about him? I miss having that chance to just talk to him. I miss, I mean, it come every day. There's not a day that goes by I don't think about my dad. And each year that goes by, it gets a little easier, but then there's those days that it's just extra tough. And I think growing up, and having kids of my own and knowing that thought of what it would be like missing out on those moments with them. And that's, I think, what's the hardest is that he's not here to see those moments. You know, there's those big moments in life that I've had that I wish he was there, but even more so now, I wish he was here to see his grandkids. Um, we just had my daughter's birthday party and I think, gosh, he would be so amazed at this little girl and how smart she is and how talented she is. And I know that he would just be in awe of her. And I, I miss that he doesn't get to see those moments, even though I know he's up there watching. It would just be awesome to have him here. What's the first thing that you tell them? Maybe you haven't yet, but what are you gonna tell them about him first? How, how do you want him to be remembered? Well, my daughter, my oldest, she's three. And we've always, we've shown her pictures, she sees video, and she knows who her papa is. She knows that he was this great football player because she sees the video and that's what she sees on TV. And that's my papa, oh look, that's my papa. Um, but I can't wait for them just to know what an amazing man he was. Not only was he the best football player out there, and as they grow up and they appreciate and they know football and the game, they'll get that, but just getting to know what an awesome guy he was. I mean, he's bronze. He's the man of the year forever. Um, and every single guy to a T genuinely would just say he was just a good guy. What do you hope his legacy is for fans? Like, what, what do you think his legacy should be? Well, it encompasses that name, that he was just sweetness. You know, it wasn't just what he did, but the fact that he was such this giving person, that he took so much time for his fans, and he made that lasting impact on them. Whether they met him or not, he just captured people so well, and he brought so much joy to so many people. Um, 
And not a lot of people can say that. Do you, do you have, has anybody approached you ever with any kind of stories? All the time. I get stories all the time. People a lot of times say, oh, you probably get this all the time, or I don't want to bother you, but it's not a bother. It's awesome. I love hearing the stories because everyone has their own story to tell. And that was whether they met him in person or he stopped them on the street or he helped them do this. They just, or they just enjoyed watching him every Sunday, you know, with their family. And that was their family time, getting together and watching a Bears game and getting to watch their favorite player. But I love hearing the stories because it just continues to keep his memory and his legacy alive. And it means so much to me. And it, not to try to put you on the spot, but do any stick out? Is there any, like, where you were just blown away by how much, because when your mom said that, I think there was a person on the side of the road and he like stuck with them throughout the whole process, like helped them change their tire, made sure that they were back on the road safely. And you know, this guy's the best player in the world. Yeah. You know, gosh, there's so many stories. There's so many stories. Um, I think the ones that touch me a lot too are the ones of people who either were battling their own sickness, whether it was cancer, or those people who had never heard of PSC before until my dad got it, and then it was something that they were struggling with. But just how his strength and how even when he was facing something that he knew was the toughest battle in his life, the way he approached it, and just never gave up, and them taking that same passion, that same drive and fighting whatever battle was put in place in front of them in their lives. And um, those ones are always extra touching. So, and, and not to, to step on a heartfelt moment that your sister just shared, but um, when I brought up to you the memory she had of going on that trip to the Mall of America with your dad, you, you remembered one facet of it that she didn't mention. Oh, yeah. Um. <laughs> Yeah, it was, uh, we had a dog named BJ, and um, my dad was coming up the driveway and would come up the driveway relatively fast most of the time, and I guess BJ That's was been outside. Before. Yeah, he was outside somewhere, and um, yeah, he ran over the dog, and I've never seen my dad so distraught, so broken up. I, rarely did you ever see him cry. I mean, he was crying. He was like in tears. How it, long did you have the dog? Was it like a new dog? Was it was it like, like pr- a family? Fairly, it, it was a, like we weren't, do- we weren't dog people. Like that's not our family. Like even like right now, we're not pet people. It's just, you know, it, we're, we're always so busy. We're always moving. And even back then it was tough because I was playing so many sports and she was playing sports at a young age. So we we're always moving around. And it was hard for us to have the dog, but... It's really what my sister wanted. She wanted a dog. And so, you know, daddy's little girl, she's going to get the dog. And he was, I told you, the credit card was wide open. Yeah, that's right. He took her to the Mall of America and said, hey, girl, you can get ride all the rides. <laughs> you want cotton candy? You can get that cotton candy. You can do whatever you want and spend this money. And it was cool. But regardless of all that, whatever happened, that trip for her was a memorable trip. And I'm so glad that she had got an opportunity to do that 
I would have loved to seen video of your dad actually putting up braids in her hair and like ponytails. Yeah, he like just he was he wanted even if he wasn't good at something, Rick, he would try. You know, like he 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 knew you know things came easy to him in the sporting world, and he started to figure things out in the business world, and and being so busy, sometimes he he did miss some things. He missed being around at some things, but he had to he had to for our family. He had to, and I understand that as a man. So when you do get those times with your kids, and as a dad, when you have that time with your daughter, you gotta you gotta figure it out. And it's funny that, you know, I'm 38 years old and that's where I am right now. I'm trying to figure out how to do my daughter's hair. And so to hear those things and hear my sister talk about that, it just brings it all full circle to, you know, being a father now and um, understanding that relationship that a father has with his daughter. One one last one. Uh, I was shocked that she had such a photographic memory about your dad's playings, like in particular, like everybody's got their favorite run and she brought up the chief's run, which yeah, yeah. is a real good one. Yeah. Do, do you have a favorite? I've never really asked you. Yeah, I have a favorite one. I mean, there's so many, there was a Vikings game. It looked like it was in Minnesota and the old stadium. And uh, it was a run to the left and my dad got through the line. And the next thing you know, had to hurdle over somebody then lowered his head, hit one dude, got hit like three times, got stood up, and then somehow lands with the ball over the goal line. It's just it's just insane. It does not make sense. <laughs> it doesn't make sense to be that tall, to not be like super big, to be able to take all those hits and to dish them out as well. Um, you can't tell me anything different. Literally, you can't. You cannot tell me – you have seen a better all-around football player. There's just no – this is not me saying this because it's my dad. It's because I played the game. I watch football. I've been watching football for a long time. Um, there's nobody that could do the things that he did. He was just super special. And no arguments here at all. Uh, <laughs> we we got a special one coming up next week too. Uh, two of the goats, Emmett Smith, um, right? I hope so. Yeah, that's what we're making. We're 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 making our way that way. We've we put in the phone call. We already got Barry Sanders. You got, got to talk Barry. to you got to talk to him beforehand. Right. But we'll bring uh, both of those out, and then we're gonna have a special one coming up on November first, the twentieth anniversary, with some stories from every facet of his life, including uh, WGN's favorite Ike Richard Isaac, talking about what it was like to cover him. So until then, be good, and uh, we'll talk to you soon. 